Welcome to another edition of First Word from First Church. This is Pastor Dave Buchanan at the First Church in Sutton. Please enjoy the message and may God bless you richly through it. The first scripture reading today is from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see, or decide disputes by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist, and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion, the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples, of him shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. The next reading is from Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent! For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him. And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to rise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, his winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So ends the reading. We thank God for his holy word. Thank you, Donna. 
has some wonderful music and poetry written around this season. And John the Baptist's ministry, when he echoes Isaiah, the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, and of course this is a guy with the, the hair shirt and the wild hair and the, the eating the, the, the locust, which is either a locust bean or a bug, we're not sure which. I'll favor the locust bean, I think, for, for a diet, but it's what it's written. Anyway, he's preaching, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. We're talking about a pathway to peace. The Prince of Peace, we, we heard it when we named the candle and read from another part of Isaiah. And of the increase of peace, there will be no end. How are we doing as a world in that respect right now? Not great. God's doing fine, we're not. Can I confess a, a, an aversion to a perfectly good song. The aversion is partly due to personal experience that doesn't bear repeating. It would take too long and ain't worth it. It's mostly petty reasons. Kathy and I were, were given a great gift to go to the Boston Pops concert Friday night. And I, being who I am, I'm looking at the mix of sacred music and secular music. They did all right. It went bad. Especially when you've got a crowd of people of all kinds of expectations. One of the things they sang as a blend of music, they had a, a wonderful chorale with the pops, was Let There Be Peace on Earth. That song drives me nuts, I'm sorry. It's partly personal experience of settings where it, it just didn't, it didn't work for me at all. That's largely personal problem. But the very beginning of the lyrics bugs the preacher. Let there be peace on earth. And let it begin with me? That's a weak start. That's a weak beginning to peace. I'll, I'll confess for me. Anybody else wants to confess, keep your hands down. I'll do it for anybody else, okay? Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with whom? And John the Baptist says, make way the path for the Prince of Peace, for Jesus Christ, for his coming into our hearts. Let there be peace on earth and let Jesus begin it in my heart. Maybe with me, but not of me. I know that's a puny reason to let a song bug me. It's a confession, not a, not a justification. Prepare a pathway for the Prince of Peace into your hearts. One of the things I remember learning in the, as a very new army engineer was in planning a road or a highway, and you think about your favorite stretch of dangerous road, whether it be 190 or Route 2 or some parts are 146, that are a little hazardous to drive. One of the things they taught us is you don't want too much up curve or down curve or left and right curve when you're planning a road. So we actually did diagrams of make the high places low and the low places a plane. How much can we carve off of the top of the earth here and how much will that stand to fill elsewhere? And are we gonna need a place to dump the extra or pick up some more from a quarry? But the idea is to even out and make as level as possible. Make the rough places a plain, another version of Isaiah says, another part of it. To make that pathway of peace for Christ into first our own hearts. We really only can start with ourselves. I used to tell my Cub Scouts when they'd try to tattle on each other at scout camp. 
Who's the only cub in the whole pack you can really take care of? I know, Pastor Dave, it's me. Right. Then I'd go find out if what they were tattling on was safe or not. I, I, not stupid, I checked anyway, but the idea was the only cub in the pack you can really take care of is yourself. Well, the only member of the body of Christ over the opening of whose heart you have any real control, with Jesus' help, is your own. What are high places? Are those maybe the, the wondrous things in life? They may be worldly blessings of any kind. They may be the blessings of family. I know my mother-in-law is very proud of all her great-grandchildren. And they consider those a great blessing, and they are. But to the blessings of those kinds of things, especially worldly wealth, worldly fame, worldly power, worldly abilities, do those get in the way of humbling ourselves before Christ so that even the high places make the roadway a little more arduous for him? If he wants us, he'll get to us. But we can make it easier. We straighten out the, the pathway and shovel the driveway for him if it's snowing. We can make it ready and our low places. Where we let something of a broken relationship, an illness, a loss. I know I heard someone cry out on a phone call recently, this isn't fair. Well, it's not by worldly standards. But again, to not let the low places seek out the help of a sister or brother in Christ, if prayer alone doesn't do it, pray with someone. If depression is keeping you from seeing the light at the surface of that wave of despair. Don't let the difficulties of life make you think that God loves you any less or that Christ is any the less for you. I had a teenage girl once when I was listening to her spiritual story Tell me, she says, well, my grandmother already told me God has no use for a person like me. What do you mean, dear? And she told me what it was in, in her challenging life and challenged life and things that had happened to her and how she acted out on them that caused her grandmother to say, God has no use for you. Don't listen to that. Poor grandma did not understand I hope I was able to give that, that young woman some, some hope and some help, but don't let the low places make the road so rough that it slows Jesus down on the way into our hearts to bring peace. So it doesn't fit the rhythm of the music, but let there be peace on earth and let Jesus begin it with me. I know it doesn't fit the meter of the song, but that's what we need at this season is the Prince of Peace. We, we, light a, we only have four candles besides a Christ candle, and we save one for peace. That says something about the importance of it, the hope for it. And yes, worldly peace, the lack of war, the lack of political infighting, the lack of, of people of one anything beating up on a person of anything else, verbally or otherwise, has to cease. But the peace in our hearts, the conflict between us and God, is where we start, where we seek to teach, where we seek to inspire, to be winsome to others. You heard me pray for anyone who came to the door of the church, not that it enriched the church. It opened that pathway a little bit. 
It gives Jesus a foot in the door, so to speak. He's not just knocking, he's got a foot there so you can't quite close it. Prepare a pathway of peace. And it begins in our hearts, then our homes, this home and family, and carry that into the places where you learn, teach, work, play, travel. Prepare a path of peace for the Prince of Peace. Bring your low places up and seek help if you need it. Don't let your high places get in the way. Make the rough places a plain and the road straight for the advent of our Lord and Savior. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. Thank you for having joined us for First Word from First Church. We pray that God has blessed you in some way, in his way, through the message that we have just shared with you. Please join us again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. Amen and amen.